The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome. I am so excited today because we have a very special guest, my friend and colleague, Micah DeSantis, and she's going to tell us all about her work as an energy healer and conception catalyst. She focuses on helping women conceive and empowering them on their journeys. Her business, Life Sketching, is based in Weston, Connecticut, and she works with men, women, and children, helping them to create any kind of life redesign and healing through her energy work and soul coaching. Micah is a Reiki master, a channel, and a shamanic practitioner, and she is awesome. So I'm really excited to introduce Micah and have her here today. Hello, Micah. Hello, Victoria. Thank you for having me. So excited. And um, I'd love for you to just start by telling us a little bit more about who you are and what you do and, and what is a conception catalyst. Okay. So I am Micah DeSantis. Overall, I'm a healer, a conception catalyst. I work with women who are trying to conceive. Many times they're struggling to conceive. So I work with them to help empower them on their journey. So trying to move them from that struggle piece of it and make it more of an empowered journey where they're really connected um, with their own energy and actually connected with their higher self. And then I also assist them in connecting with their soul baby that they have coming in. And what is a soul baby? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's really just um, the soul that's destined to to come into their life. Um, and it doesn't, you know, if, you know, in connecting with these souls, it doesn't matter if, um, if these women are, are conceiving um, biologically or if they're, you know, they could be adopting, they could be using a surrogate. Um, it's just um, connecting with that energy that's coming in. Right. So that the soul or, or baby that's meant to be in your life can come either through your own body, through other sources. But what I think I hear you saying is that we all make these soul connections with other beings, maybe before we um, come into our bodies and um, you help make those connections and, and make those introductions here on earth when we're in an earthly, earthly realm. Is that, does that sort of sum it up? 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's perfect. Um, so actually, cool. So, yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday, and they, they kind of gave me a visual for the work I do. And basically, the image of like my arm being stretched out one direction towards the soul, the soul baby, and then my arm out towards the mother to be, and then you know, two wings wrapping around that and kind of bringing that all together. Some kind of like a, a bridge, you know, I call it a conception catalyst, but it's kind of like working as a bridge between uh, the two souls. Oh, that is so beautiful. And Micah, you have such an interesting story. I would love it if you could tell um, our listeners how you came to be a conception catalyst and and your story about how you discovered the gifts that you have and, and came into this work. Okay. Um, so for me, it started um, when I was very young, around two years old. Um, I was having dreams, the same dreams every night for about a year. So between two and three. Um, yeah, and they, you know, they were, I, I call them dreams, but really, I think I was awake for most of it. Um, you know, I, well, I won't get into all the different levels <laughs> of you know, being awake and asleep and dreaming. And um, well, sometimes when you're two, it's hard, hard to discern. Yeah, yeah. And probably even harder as an adult, right? Right, yeah, <laughs> um, maybe. But yeah, it would be the same thing. And I, I, would, I was calling them clowns, but I would be taken by what I called the bad clown. And he would be walking me past a huge glass house. And in the glass house, was it was filled with babies. Wow. And there was um, what I was calling a good clown in the house with these babies. And every, you know, all the babies and the clown in the house were crying and we were walking by the house. And this would happen every night. And I know more went on in these, in these dreams, but that's the part I always remembered. Um, and then I would hear things and I, you know, I would say, oh, I would tell, I'd wake up, tell my parents, you know, I hear flipper on the roof because I would hear, I would hear walking on the roof. And um, wow. yeah, so I mean, it's hard to kind of pinpoint what exactly was going on, but it was just something that stuck with me. It's just something that was a big part of my kind of like really young age. Um, and then, and then life went on and, um, you know, things would happen here and there, but nothing major connected with that. Um, although I did wind up always kind of doing work in businesses that involve babies or conception. I wound up. Wow. Owning, yeah. I, I didn't even connect this piece for a while either, but I owned a uh, maternity clothing store. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, then eventually just a couple of years ago, I wound up meeting someone who became a mentor to me and, um, we were just talking about the dream, the thing about the dreams came up and she said, well, you know, you're supposed to be doing this for women. And I was like, doing what? <laughs> and she said, connecting them. And, you know, you know, you were being, you were being shown and you were being taught how to communicate with these babies and, you know, women need that. And, you know, so it, it turned into, you know, to learning so many things based on really her one comment. But, um, but, you know, so I kind of went and looked at the other pieces behind it, which I never had done before. Um, you know, like the energy healing and the channeling and the connecting. Um, but in between that, again, before I got into this work, um, a friend of mine was uh, struggling to conceive for, she was telling me, you know, it's been over a year, there's nothing medically wrong with me. And I don't know why I said it, but I said to her, you know, I can help you. I just need to touch you um, and you'll get pregnant. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> we were at a party actually at my house and she said, you know, so she said, oh, you know, I won't get into the de details, but she said, you know, okay, let's try it here. So we try it. I, I touch her. I don't know why, but for whatever reason at the time, I didn't even know what a third eye was, but I touch her on her third eye. And so I you just felt like compelled to do that. Yeah. And the funny so part cool. was, I didn't even feel like weird or like wonder why I was doing it. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I could do this, you know? Wow. Um, 
so yeah, I touched her there in seconds. I had a baby boy's face uh, pop up in my vision and that was it. She went on and um, a few weeks later, she, she let my sister know that she was pregnant. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and then it went on from there and then, you know, friends and family as they were, you know, on their journeys, um, I would do the same thing. And every time they would wind up conceiving. Wow. Um, and yeah, so, so now, you know, now that I'm doing the work and I, you know, learning more of the science behind it, um, you know, there is, there is a big piece of it, of the pineal gland being, which is, you know, where your third eye is. And, and there's a connection between that and fertility. So wow. in some way that is triggering something on um, more of a, like a scientific level. <laughs> um, but I did not know that at the time. So um, yeah. So then my work I, went from there. I love that. I love how you trusted that instinct. You trusted that intuition. You did, you know, you went with it. You didn't question it. You didn't fight it. And wow, it totally worked out. That's so beautiful. And um, I think it's really cool too how the science backs you up. I know I find personally in my own life and work, a lot of times when I follow my intuition, it doesn't make sense while, while I'm doing it. But then afterwards, right, all the pieces fall into place and you're like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> you kind of work backwards. <laughs> exactly. And that's oftentimes how we have to do it when we're following, you know, the call of our soul. Right. That's so cool. Can you tell us a little bit more about your own intuition and what it looks like for you and maybe how you use it in your life. And I think you've already told us a little bit about how you use it in your work, but um, I'm curious to know more about your own experience with intuition. Um, yeah, I, you know, just, I think always um, it was something I always followed without even knowing that I was doing it or that other people didn't <laughs> necessarily. Um, I, you know, I, I never kind of over overthought about it. It was just kind of, um, you know, something I follow, but getting into the energy work. Now I notice a lot more, um, combining my intuition with how my energy feels. Um, so I'm much more tapped into that. So like I can tell, um, intuitively what things are because I can feel my energy changing or things wow. feeling, you know, uncomfortable in my body. Even when I connect with like clients of mine, before I meet them, I connect with them energetically and I'll actually, sense in my body where things are blocked in them. Um, okay, so you feel it in your body, but as a surrogate for what's happening for that. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then, you know, and obviously I feel it for what comes up for me as well. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of, you know, where people talk about, does it feel light or heavy? Does it feel, you know, you know, when people talk about things being in alignment, it's like, I, I can almost physically feel the alignment. <laughs> I think of it for me as like a kinesthetic sense. Like I can just sense energy. I can feel when it shifts. I can feel when it's heavy, when it's light. I can feel it moving. Is it like that for you? Yeah. 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 So cool. That's one that I think so many people have, but if you haven't experienced it, you know, there, we don't have words for that. We have maybe like the gut feeling or the chills, but it can be so much richer than that. So thanks so much for sharing because I'm sure there's many people listening who have had these experiences and will be so happy to have some words and some validation that it's a real thing. Right. And that's what, you know, when I work with clients, it's, it's not that I'm doing anything or, or really sensing more than they are. I think it's, it's really helping people get to a place where they're confident in what they're feeling and and not doubting that, you know, and really knowing that that like that energy is real, <laughs> you know, it, you know, the same thing, you know, we talk about all the time is like, when, you know, what looking for the signs, looking for the messages and, and just not doubting it. And I think once you start really trusting and believing in things more, all that falls into line. 
Um, you know, so it's it's not like I'm doing really, I'm not doing any kind of magic or anything with people. It's really just waking them up to what they're getting as well. And you're connecting them with their own inner magic, right? right. You're helping them connect with their resources. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. All right. And so you work with women. What, what would someone expect from a typical session? So say I'm coming to you and I'm having trouble conceiving. What, what would our work together look like? Okay. So I call it, um, it's my arc process. Okay. So, um, it's kind of, I've tried to break it down to three steps. It, it's, you know, none of the session, you know, none of them look alike. It always right. I know when we follow them. our intuition, it's yeah. always, it's always, you know, in the moment. Yeah. And, and, you know, and this process um, is really for when I'm working with women who are trying to conceive and also when I'm doing my general healing. Okay. Um, so it's um, acknowledge, release, and connect. Okay. So acknowledging is just kind of bringing up everything, everything we're aware of, everything that's happening with us. Um, and then, you know, depending on what comes up, but then we bring a kind of a few layers more back. You know, we, we talk about family patterns, um, ancestral things. Um, past life things, if that's, you know, things that people are, you know, tapped into. Um, so we just kind of get the full picture of everything. And we, you know, and acknowledge really the truth of what, what's happening and what's, fe- what we're feeling. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we all keep to ourselves and that are secret. And, you know, a lot of that comes up in this initial stage. Right. Um, because yeah, it has to in order to heal. So, um, you know, and, and again, I, I don't do, it's not like a lot of we do talk, but it's not like a talk, traditional talk therapy. Right. Um, so uh, that's the first piece. And then releasing, um, there's all different activities I'll do. So it will, again, it will depend, but uh, we'll do different kinds of meditations. I do imagery work, um, which is really amazing with the, especially the work around conceiving, because there's a lot of imagery exercises that directly connect you with the soul baby it also releases um, a lot of energy um, from past stuff, past relationships. Um, and I love these exercises because for the client, you know, they don't have to, you know, I, I actually am reading them something um, and they're short, but the shift, you know, just through how they're thinking about it through their mind and they can just kind of go in and sense what's happening in their body. The shifts are really quick and drastic. So um, it, it does so much clearing and healing. So that's part of the releasing process. Well, it sounds like it maybe takes them out of their mind a little bit. It does. And it, and it, it's, it's, you're right. And it's shifting their mind without them using their mind. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and then the connecting piece um, is connecting them with their soul baby and also connecting them with their higher self. Um, and then, you know, their guides and just connecting them to things they might be aware of and might not be, but it's just connecting on several different levels. And so the way I do that, I mean, for me, um, I get messages um, from the soul babies and the way I receive them, um, I get them through writing and for, they come out as these like little mini messages slash poems. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And they just, you know, they don't mean much to me, <laughs> but I share them with the client and, you know, every time it, it, it they understand what the words are meaning for them. So it, it's really great. It really um, opens up the channel between them and the other soul. That's beautiful. And I love how you get out of the way and just deliver the messages and are okay with the fact that you don't always have to know what they mean and that you're the conduit. I think that's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's why they come through in writing. <laughs> yeah. Like, you get out of here. Just put it down. Yeah. It's nice too, because then you have something to hand people that they can hold on to, which is such a nice gift. Right. Yeah. 
And so you mentioned briefly that you work with, um, and oh, before I ask you this question, so I know that you, we haven't brought this up yet, but I know that you work with people in your office in Weston, and I also know you work with people remotely. Um, do you have to touch everybody's forehead? Like, how does that work if they're, not, if they're not there physically? Is that still a part of the process of how you work with people? It still is. Um, I, I do it whether I'm with them or not. Um, energetically, I do it if it's a Got remote it. session. Um, obviously, I, I do physically touch their forehead when they're here. <laughs> yes. And how, just, oh, go sessions, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. In all the sessions, the steps I just took you through includes also the hands-on or remote Reiki as part of that okay. Reiki-like, you know, healing. And so it's remote. How do you do that? Do you imagine it? Do you use like a surrogate object? Like how do you, how do you touch someone that's not physically in the room with you? All through, you know, intention, directing the energy. Um, I do, I actually do have a kind of a, a doll okay. <laughs> um, where sometimes I actually will work on the doll. Um, but a lot of times it's just, ener- you know, through energy. I do, um, like zoom call sessions. So, um, just the energy of working and talking through the call. Um, the vibration also works through that. Oh, neat. So cool. And so interesting. And you mentioned too, that you work with women trying to conceive, but that you also work with children and men and people with all sorts of different, um, reasons to come to you. Can you give me some examples of reasons that other people would come to work with you and how you might be able to support them? Um, yeah, there's, a lot of reasons. Um, I think the, the easiest ones for people to kind of um, want to come, it's usually some kind of ailment or physical thing that they're working through. Okay. You know, it's, a, it's usually like someone that will come and say, you know, I've been having headaches. Um, you know, again, there's nothing medically wrong with me, but I can't get rid of these headaches. And um, so a lot of physical stuff. Um, or, you know, shifting, you know, just really any kind of life transition. So maybe like, you know, at, you know, a breakup or, um, you know, a job change. A lot of, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find what my purpose is or what my path is. Um, yeah, the, usually when I'm working with kids, I get a lot of kids that come in. It's always this mystery headache or this mystery stomach ache. Aww. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's funny because then when I, you know, can feel into their energy and I work on them, it's like I can feel, you know, they're, they're really connected to the universe and, and that energy and they're not aware of it. So they might be, you know, getting, they're very open. So they're getting a lot of information and they're connecting to a lot of things and they have no idea. Um, right. so I think a lot of times it's just almost like an overload. Um, so, it, you know, so I can help shift that energy and balance it a little bit for them without them even knowing, you know, That's- what's going on but I find that a lot um and I've been you know working with um teens a lot too because it's kind of an intro for them learning about this energy so when all this stuff is happening in school and there's so much pressure on them mm-hmm. they can take these exercises and uh, you know kind of like same with you know for us and we were talking about for us as adults like we can feel it and so they're feeling all this stuff and they might be turning to things that you know they shouldn't be but it's like, no, if they understand what's happening and if they can make themselves feel better and if they can balance stuff more, you know, it's, it just eliminates so many of the things that they don't need to be looking to escape to. And so how do you teach like a teenager to balance their energy? Like, what would that look like? Would it be visualization or are you doing Reiki or? Um, but yeah, all of that. Um, I do. I'd like to bring in the shamanic work for that. Like, I love connecting them with like their spirit animals, um, things that they really like 
find to be fun, you know, and I, I love those, I love those things because they're, they're discovering it. Like I'm, I'm helping them, but they're discovering it on their own. And then, you know, like, um, you know, one will like say, oh my, you know, they, they have a vision of a deer and then they see deer everywhere. And then they're always reaching out to me. Like, guess what I just saw? Or they're sending oh, me pictures. That's amazing. Yeah. And it really it just shifts their whole way of looking at life. I mean, a really basic thing like that really can just, you know, for anybody, any age, um, just noticing things, you know, getting out of our programmed mind. Right. And it sounds like you empower them to really feel like, you know, they're in control and that they have these resources. It sounds absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I feel lucky after I work with them. <laughs> I bet. Well, children are so wonderful. You know, we both work with children in our practices. And I know that I find like when you help a child to shift, it's not just helping that child, but it's like you're paying it forward to every person that that child will connect with for the rest of their lives. So right. it's like really magical. And then also you're preventing, you know, a lot of us, you know, as adults, the adults that I work with, a lot of times what we're going back is healing stuff that happened in childhood and, you know, helping, you know, um, them connect with and support that inner child. But when you're working with children, sometimes it's like they're already a child. So you're, you're getting in there, you know, before the damage is done. And I just, I, right. I personally think it's so exciting and so powerful. And also yeah. our kiddos are naturally more open. Right. To the right. kind of work that we do because they're more tuned in. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Um, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you'd like to, um, listeners to know about your practice and the work that you do? Oh, let's see. <laughs> um, no, it just, you know, it's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it, I, it's very open. <laughs> um, you know, I, I use the little tagline, um, all my sessions promise peace and possibility. Um, and I think that's all we can kind of hope for, right? For, for anything. <laughs> Peace and possibility is a great place to start. That's beautiful. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just, there, I think that um, I, I just, I just encourage people to not be afraid to look at things differently and to stay really open. Um, you know, people, you know, say, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really get it. So I, I don't, you know, I'm uncomfortable coming to you <laughs> or, so, you know, something like that. But I just, it's, it's such a, it's all positive <laughs> and it's right. all um, just a new way of looking at things. And, and it always improves whatever it is that we have going on. It's really healing. Um, and the healing really for it, for anybody really never ends. So um, it's just, I think it's just a really important thing for people to learn some of the tools and just really tap into what's going on inside of them um, and not be afraid of it. And, um, you know, and just kind of play with it and see what comes, you know, we're all creating our own realities here. So, um, you know, I just suggest that people really pay attention and, and try things out. Yeah. Well, they're tools for life. And I think you said something else that's so interesting too, is I think people that aren't so familiar with the intuitive um, approach to doing things and the more spiritual approach sometimes do have some fear or trepidation that, you know, it's creepy or it's wrong or it's, and usually once people experience it and really start to tap into their intuition and start to do, you know, open up these realms, they realize it's not scary at all. In fact, it's, it's the, the opposite of fear. It's really reconnecting you with who you really are. So, yeah. And yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I talk probably to everybody I work with, you know, the, the topic of writing comes up or journaling 
um, you know, things that we do every day. And if we just put a little intention to it, or even just, you know, like I'll, I do it for myself every day, I'll, I'll get my pen and paper and I'll say, what do I need to know today? And I'll just start writing and I get messages and, you know, everybody does, everybody can, you know, they're coming from our higher selves. It's coming from, you know, you know, right. from many places. So it's, it's nothing weird, scary, you know, <laughs> it's stuff we do every day and it's, it's just put a little intention behind it and, um, it'll open up a lot of, a lot of different worlds for you. That's such a great exercise. I love that. And do you have any other recommendations of either women who are trying to conceive or just people that are looking more to tap into their healing resources um, that they can do on their own? If maybe they don't have a chance to call you or someone like me, especially for women who are trying to conceive. um, I think the number one thing they have to remember to do is protect their energy um, okay. especially when they're going to doctors, um, going to fertility clinics, um, the instant they get, you know, this, you know, unexplained infertility diagnosis, um, it instantly creates fear and puts blocks into their energy field. Right. Um, so I think really, um, you know, really simple things like, you know, picture, um, picture like a bubble around your energy before you walk into a doctor's office. Um, if you notice that, um, energy cords, you know, some people kind of get a sense of this and some, some people don't, but, um, you know, if you feel kind of like a, an energy cord, a negative energy cord being attached to your, your field, um, cutting those cords, um, it's really paying attention to your energy, especially in these conversations that are tough. Um, you know, and, and not, not instantly just going with what, um, you know, somebody's telling you to do. It's really tapping in inside and seeing so what you're doing. Oh, sorry, your own inner knowing. Exactly, and you know, it, it's hard to do, especially when you're trying to conceive. But you know, it it does. You don't want to. You don't want to. Um, you want to detach. You want to. What, what's the expression? <laughs> um, you don't want to hold on to any attachments of what the outcome is going to be or how the outcome is going to play out. So, you know, you, you know what you want the end result to be. You want to know, you want to be very familiar with the feeling you want to have on this journey, but you don't, don't want to attach to how, how exactly that's going to play out. So you, you have to try to be a little flexible. Well, I think that you said two really important things in there. I think the first thing you said is that sometimes in the process of getting help, we can t- end up taking on a lot of fear-based ideas about the conception journey and what's possible and what's not possible. And, and, you know, what the medical system, the doctor thinks your aunt thinks, and that sometimes those fear messages can make it harder for us to reach our goals. And, and at the very least they can make us, you know, fearful and miserable. So it's really important, I guess, to be discerning and not just blindly take on all of that fear about a journey that's pretty natural and normal. Um, Does that sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's also not having to always do. It's you know, it's a oh, lot that's of a good one too. not doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just sitting quietly, go and take your salt baths, and go and you know, I, I'm saying meditate in quotes because I'm not saying you have to like. You don't want to stress out about an official practice or anything, but you know, meditate or just sit quietly or go take a walk. Um, really tap into nature. Um, that opens up so much in your energy field. Um, so it's, it's a lot of the not doing and the not, you know, what steps am I supposed to take? And, um, you know, it brings on the conception journey brings up 
everything. It, right. it's a whole, it brings up a whole life review. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it's childhood stuff is going to come up and family patterns are going to come up. Your things in your relationship are going to come up. So it's a lot. And you have to like, you have to really just be easy on yourself through it and know that there is support. (laughs) That's really solid advice. And I like what you said too about loving yourself and also releasing the attachments to that final outcome and, and the idea that you know how it's supposed to go because sometimes life has something even better in mind for you if you can just surrender to that. Absolutely. So great. Thank you so much for for being with us today and sharing all this great information and telling us your story. It was so much fun. I will have information on how to contact Micah and all of her, um, her website and all of her um, social, social media connections and all that in the session notes. Um, And so I encourage you to look her up there. And I just want to thank you again uh, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you gain strength, clarity, and growth from today's episode. For more information and to submit a topic that you'd like to see addressed in a future episode, please visit my website, victoriashawintuitive.com, where you'll find the resources to help you step into your power and awaken your own inner wisdom. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.